have you got your work cut out for you? Let's talk about 13 secret strategies or 13 ways that you can supersize your business. Sharon Hornell from here. And our idiom, our expression today is, got it. you've got your work cut out for you. This is an idiom or an expression that dates back to the 1600s. So it's a really old one. It comes from tailoring, of course, and making things out of fabric, not crafty things. This is a little crafty thing, but it had things cut out, prefabricated and cut out ahead of time to make the project easy. This was actually from a baby bag for my granddaughter that I thought was really cute. And my other granddaughter likes to play with stuff like this, so I saved it for her. And it, it fits our, our discussion today. What are ways that you can make sure that you pre-plan, that you have things in place to take care of a difficult or challenging task. Now, I don't know about you, but nobody told me how difficult or how challenging it was going to be to build my own business from the very beginning, from starting out to building and growing and supersizing many different businesses over the decades. I had to listen and learn and look and pay attention to what worked and what didn't work. And over the years, I learned some secrets and things that do work and things that don't. Now, in no particular order, I'm going to share 13 of those with you right now so that you can handle a more difficult task. Because I don't know about you, but I totally agree and believe that building a business, especially supersizing a business, starting a business is hard. Supersizing and growing that business is even harder, actually, because it takes a lot more skills, a lot more abilities, a lot more people, a lot more resources to grow and build a business than it does to just start one out, especially nowadays with the internet and everything. So what are some of these secret tactics and strategies that we need to use to build and grow and supersize our business? Number one, focus on established revenue streams. If you've already got a business and you're doing well, you don't want to grow a business that isn't working, right? If you're struggling still, you need to put systems and processes and procedures in place to automate the things that are working. And you want to focus and build upon the things that are working and bringing money into your business and minimize the things that aren't or absolutely stop doing some of those things. You want to focus on the customer experience. And there's a whole lot of things that go into this. Number one, knowing who your customer is, what their problems are, how to serve them, what's important to them, what their needs, wants, and desires are, uh, things like that all go into the customer experience. We want to be adaptable and flexible to what happens because we, you know, the best laid plans are for fools, I think, in that we can plan and plan and plan, but until we take action and actually test and try something, we have no idea whether it's going to work for us or not. Until we put something into action, we, we don't know what's going to happen. 2020 absolutely possibly proved that to every person on the planet that I'm aware of, as well as every business owner. Every business owner I've worked with over the last year and a half has had profound pivots and changes and flexibility and adaptability in order to, to move and sway and change their past business to their current business today. Number four, we want to reduce our risk. We want to be looking for ways to minimize our risks. In, a, in all the different areas and aspects of our business. Number five, we want to research the competition. And this is kind of an ongoing thing. I think people, when they first start their business, they're like, they'll look at the competition. If they look at the competition, a lot of people just start their business for other reasons. But they'll look at the competition, and then they pretty much forget about it unless something happens that it's in their face or in their business results that they see that a competitor is digging into their business, then they'll, they'll look at the competition. But when we begin our business throughout the entire life of our business, we should be aware of what's going on, not only in our direct industry, 
for competition, but in related industries or industries that aren't even related, things that might uh, be other solutions for people that we haven't even thought of. So we want to keep an eye on the competition and expand our definition of competition. Number six, we need to invest in ourselves and have professional development for ourselves and the people that we bring in on our team. Which leads to number seven, hire the right people. Hire for the organization, where the organization is going, not for where it is right now. That's one of my best tips about that. So often we wait too long to hire a person and then we end up overwhelming them because we expect them to do, you know, like we did when we started our business, five or six different jobs and it's, it's not for everybody. Or they would have started their own business by now. Number eight, boost your customer service. Again, this is related to, but not the same as uh, focusing on the customer experience. Customers are always gonna need attention and you have to have a mechanism and a way for making sure that they get the attention that they need and deserve because they're your customers. And they're also your greatest source of information in terms of how to grow and build and supersize your business. Ask your customers and they will tell you absolutely everything that they want you to do for them. Some of it you'll choose to do as part of your business, others things you won't. Uh, number nine, always think ahead, always think long-term. It's really easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day operation of the business and the tactics and whatever fire we're fighting currently and forget about the long-term impact. Sometimes we put in short-term solutions to problems and then forget to ever go back and revisit those problems until they, of course, become a bigger problem because we just put a Band-Aid on them in the first place. So think ahead, think long-term. Number 10, practice corporate social responsibility. And this will be different for every business, every business owner, every corporation. You have to define what social responsibility is for you and your organization. Number 11, focus on social media. And again, this is a huge can of worms, which we talked about yesterday, that we could open up, but uh, I'll just leave it to you. Social media is not going away. It's a huge part of all of our businesses and all of our lives nowadays. So we might as well embrace it and use it to help us grow and supersize our business. Number 12, attend networking events. Remember to partner up with other people. It's often better to cooperate than to compete. If you can make a, a win-win partnership with one of your competitors in your industry, you can help to supersize both of your businesses. And number 13, host local events. Have local events, have celebrations, celebrate your wins with your your team and your people, but host local events and bring social awareness and social media, social responsibility, and teamwork, team building, professional development, all under one umbrella. And events help us to do that. And it brings attention to our local market, the place that we do business, which helps our communities. So those are just some of the ways that I like to supersize my businesses. They may or may not be helpful to you. Let me know which ones you have tried or haven't tried in the comments below and see if that doesn't help you feel like you've got your work cut out for you. Uh, you know, just like you're making, I don't know if you've ever sewn. I, I, I learned to sew when I was a little girl. My mom and my, her mom were all um, sewers and so we used to sew projects and purses and swimming suits. We had a swimming pool so we were always so, I, my thing was I'd, I'd come home from school, I'd pop up or every day in the, get up early in the morning and I'd make a little swimming suit because I had a pattern that I liked. So I had a different swimsuit every day in the summertime. Uh, things like that. But we learned to sew. Well, you learn to sew by having a pattern, cutting out the pieces, pinning it together, and then stitching it 
together. It's, it's really similar in our business. We start out with a piece or the pieces. We have a plan. We put the pieces together. We test and we try. And if something doesn't work, we rip the seams out and we start over again uh, until we create the thing that we want, the business that we want, the swimsuit that we want, whatever it is for us. So that's our expression. That's our idiom today. You've got your work cut out for you. Love to know your experience with this one. I guarantee I've said this one lots and lots of times in my life. And even if I haven't said it out loud, I've definitely thought, oh my gosh, I got my work cut out for me on this project or this thing or this business that I'm working with or my business that I'm trying to grow and supersize. That's it. Have an awesome day. I will, of course, be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom about changes and challenges as we go through and at the same time the 30-day-plus get-up-and-go challenge. Have an amazing day. If I can help you anyway, any questions, any idioms you'd like to know the, the origin and the meaning of or how it ties to building your business, ask in the comments below. And I will, of course, be with you tomorrow.